From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, New York's mining battle. We have more hacks and NFT photography. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, April 18, 2022. The time is 10.58 Eastern Daylight Savings Time. And I love breakfast. I think breakfast food is my favorite meal of the day or food of the day. Um, Of course, you know, you can say like, oh, what about a steak? Obviously, steaks are better than breakfast. But breakfast as a meal is my favorite food of the day. I can have it any time of day. I just love it. And it's always been the same. I mean, it hasn't actually varied much for me. It's been scrambled eggs, hash browns. And I'm talking about the shredded kind. None of that home fry stuff where you have these big chunks of potatoes. I, I can't stand that. It has to be the shredded hash browns, you know, with crispy, like crisp up on, on the on the sides and then kind of a little bit greasy. That's that's the hash browns, right? And then bacon and some kind of bread or, you know, either wheat bread. That's me. I'm a wheat toast kind of guy or an English muffin and spinach. That's what, <laughs> that's what I cook almost every day at home is that scrambled eggs, bacon, hash browns and spinach. And I add the spinach because I felt guilty that I eat like a total P.O.S., uh, every single day, and I was like, I need to add some vegetables to this to make myself feel better, and that's why I had the spinach. Anyway, I just don't know why I'm actually telling you about this. Is because I just didn't have my breakfast food this morning. I don't have any eggs in the house. I did have a slice of bacon, but then I had oatmeal and bananas and peanut butter. That was my breakfast this morning. I just missed my normal one. And like, have you ever thought of like the the economics of breakfast in like going to different places like McDonald's? And it's like if, if you look at McDonald's menu. It's McDonald's. I think breakfast food is kind of like Mexican American food. Like there's these basic things, and they just kind of like jumble them up in different ways and make different foods out of them. But it's still the same ingredients. It's still kind of like the same proportions of the ingredients. For example, if you take Mexican American food and you have beans, rice, a meat, and a tortilla, it can be like five different dishes. Like you take that tortilla and put the meat in there. And then you put some lettuce and stuff like that, and you have beans and rice on the side. It's tacos. If you take all of the beans and the rice and you wrap it in the same tortilla with the meat, it's a burrito. If you do that same thing and then put some sauce on it, it's a chimichanga. If you keep everything separate, it's a fajita, <laughs> right? And so, like breakfast food is the same thing. If you go to McDonald's, you like you get this big breakfast. It's called like, like McDonald's Big Breakfast, and it's five ninety nine or six ninety nine or something like that. And it has an English muffin, a piece of sausage, some scrambled eggs. And a hash brown. It's five ninety nine. But if you get a McMuffin, which is a English muffin, a piece of meat, a sausage, some eggs, and then you get the meal and it's a, it's a, it's a hash brown on the side, it's like three ninety nine. So it's the exact same thing, but two different prices. And <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? And so anyway, I just kind of think the economics of breakfast is kind of funny because you just have the same kind of things in breakfast. Eggs, 
You have eggs, some kind of bread or English muffin, a piece of meat, maybe throw some cheese on there, and some hash browns. And depending on the configuration of it, you get these totally wildly different prices. It's either Egg McMuffin sandwich, same things. You can get it for like $2.99. You take them apart and put them on a plate. It's a big breakfast, $6.99. Anyway, I don't know why I was thinking about this this morning, but I just wanted to rant to you about it. But breakfast is my favorite food of the day. And you're probably bored and turned this whole thing off. And if you have questions about my theories on this, email me, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. Now let's get into those crypto prices. And now it's about three or four minutes later than I said before. So it's 11.02 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. And we have Bitcoin sitting at $39,392, down 2.5% in 24. Why? Because reasons. You know how much we can't tell you why. We have no clue. Obviously, sometimes there's obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. Like an Elon tweet will pump the price of something and you go, uh, obviously, this is correlated. But I, I can't tell you why right here. Ethereum is at $2,928, down 4.4% in 24. Tether is number three, and Binance Coin is 405, down 2.5%. And number five is USDC. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, Solana, Cardano, Luna, and Avalanche. Total market cap, we're at $1.82 trillion. Yesterday, we're at $1.89 trillion. A BTC dominance of 40.9 and an F dominance of 19.3. And now, it's time for Coin of the day. Our coin of the day today is Velis, ticker VLX, rank number 130 on coin market cap. Its price right now is 19.9 cents, it's down 5.6% in 24. Market cap is 456 million. Fully diluted is 456 million. That means all of it is in circulation. Its all-time high, Velix's all-time high, is 57.2 cents set five months ago on November 4th. It's down 65% since then. Its all-time low was three years ago on October 16th, 2019. That price was 1.1 cents. It's up 1,600% since then. You can buy it on Gate.io, KuCoin, Uniswap. And now we're getting into swaps and who knows about actual liquidity and slippage and stuff like that in those swaps. So let's just go into what is Velus, VLX. Well, Velum is the world's fastest EVM blockchain. And honestly, I don't know what EVM is. Is it Earn Value Management blockchain? Let's see if it says it further on in this. Well, it's the fastest EVM blockchain, enabling up to 75,000 transactions per second, processed instantly with the highest security out there and almost free. Velocity's system consists of a decentralized products built on top of its chain to present the ease of user experience of decentralized open source products. And because what it says in the latter of this article, I'm going to assume EVM is indeed earned value management. You guys can deep dive. This is for you to do. The deep dive is for you to do. As you heard a couple days ago, somebody got very, very happy about one of the coins of the days called Steppin. And now they are earning money by going on walks or going on runs. They said they went for a 50 minute walk or run and earned 35 bucks with Steppin. So if you deep dive in some of these coins, who knows what you can earn? Well, deep dive in Velus. Ticker VLX, rank number 130 on coin market cap. Moving into today's headlines, and there's not many headlines today because we did a weekend update yesterday, so we kind of exhausted all the news. And I hate repeating the news day after day. Sometimes these daily news shows just keep you giving you the same news over and over and over again. It's quite annoying. Anyway, 
Greenidge is facing an uphill battle to renew its Bitcoin mining permit, according to Basil Segos, commissioner of the Department of Environmental Conservation, or DEC, in New York. And this is from WSKG, local news outlet in New York. The DEC commissioner added a caveat to his statement, saying that the regulator owed it to Greenidge to review what the company had submitted for its permit renewal. He said, quote, we owe it to the applicant to review what they submitted to us. Take a deep dive into that. If, in fact, that shows the ability to comply, then maybe we'll have a second impression as to whether or not they could comply with the law. Greenidge Generation's upstate facility in Dresden, New York, began its life as a coal-fired power plant in 1937 before pivoting to Bitcoin mining using natural gas. The company's permission to mine Bitcoin comes in the form of a Title V permit that obliges Greenidge to control the amount of greenhouse gas emissions it produces annually. That permission is allowed the company to produce up to 641,000 tons of carbon dioxide per year. And previous research by Decrypt showed that the figure could be broadly equivalent to about uh, 708 million pounds of coal burned, 116,000 homes average electricity consumption per year, or 1.6 billion miles driven by a passenger vehicle. Environmentalists fear that Greenidge and other Bitcoin mining plants risk New York's ability to honor its climate pledges. Sometimes there's a headline written that we can answer without reading the article. We actually know what it's going to say already. And here, let me read this for you and let's see if we can answer this together. What's fueling the rise of NFT photography? The answer? Money. Money. I don't need to read the article, but I'll read the first line to show you that I can confirm my assumption. Avid NFT photographer, collector, Freddie snatched a photograph for $2,300 in November. Two months later, he flipped it for $30,400. The answer is money. Thank you for writing this seven-minute read article based off the headline that we can answer ourselves. But to be honest with you, I didn't read the article because the headline pissed me off so much. Read the article. Let me know what you think. Matthew at Decrypt.co. I know this is my job, but sometimes I just don't want to read it any further because it's, it, the answer is definitely money, right? Right? Watch me get totally annoyed with this next article. Beanstalk Farms, an Ethereum-based stablecoin protocol, was exploited for $182 million on Sunday. <sighs> the attack was flagged on Twitter by blockchain security firm PeckShield, which said the attacker made away with at least $80 million in crypto, although the losses suffered by the protocol were much larger. The market for Beanstalk being stablecoin collapsed as a result, as it, as it would, at press time, the token was down 86% from its $1 peg, according to CoinGecko. And I looked it up just now. It's at $0.16. Cents. So a stablecoin pegged for a dollar is now at $0.16. Cents. That is bad. However, there is an upside to this. If you bought the, the low of this, which I think was like $0.12, cents, it did bounce all the way up to $0.50. Cents, and now it's sitting at $0.16, cents, which is also up from its low. It's up like 186% today. I bet it's going to go back to its dollar peg somehow by somebody injecting all kinds of cash into this to get it stable again or reducing the amount of tokens out there. So it could be possible to get some really cheap $1 stable coins right now and get that upside to a dollar. Um, obviously, this is not financial advice. This is not trading advice. I'm not saying you should do this. But if they're going to keep this thing alive, it has to go back to a dollar, right? So maybe it's a good opportunity. So how was this done? The attacker took out a flash loan on a lending platform, Aave, which then was used to amass a large amount of Beanstalk's native governance token stock. 
With the voting power granted by these stock tokens, the attacker was able to quickly pass a malicious governance protocol that drained all protocol funds into a private Ethereum wallet. <laughs> the attacker laundered the stolen funds through Tornado Cash, which obviously we know enables users to send and receive crypto while masking its sources and its transactions and so on and so forth. Beanstalk smart contracts were audited by a blockchain security firm. However, the audit was completed before the introduction of the flash loan vulnerability. However, you have to give it up for a hacker with a heart. We've seen them. It must be just unique in crypto, but this is this is just one of those things where you just go, really? The attacker appeared to have donated $250,000 of the stolen funds to the Ukraine relief wallet, according to PegShield. Any thoughts on this whole thing? Matthew ran into Crypto.co. And finally, crypto platform WonderFi Technologies intends to buy a Canadian crypto trading platform, Coinberry, for $30.6 million. As the Kevin O'Leary-backed company continues to consolidate its presence in Canada, Vancouver-based WonderFi recently closed a $162 million acquisition of BitBuy, a crypto trading platform in Canada with over 400,000 users. Coinberry currently services more than 200,000 registered Canadian clients. WonderFi expects the all-stock deal for a Coinberry to close in Q2. The company counts Kevin O'Leary and FTX's Sam Bankman-Fried as strategic investors. Kevin O'Leary said this in a statement. Compliant access to crypto is what matters, and WonderFi has quickly established itself as a leader in Canada. Next stop, global. And that is Monday, April 18th, news of the day. And I will see you tomorrow. And until then, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>